Hello, my name is Casey Rogers, and I'm your host for the Emerging Writers Podcast. This podcast is an exploration for what it takes for a writer to become a published author and how to sustain a professional writing career. Like many of you, writing is my passion. I'm confident that I know how to write a compelling story. But what holds me back is the same thing that holds many other writers back. How do we navigate a system that is about finding a bestseller rather than finding the best work? There are obstacles to our success, and many of those obstacles have nothing to do with the quality of our writing. In the first six episodes of this podcast, let's look at those obstacles to discover ways to get around the so-called gatekeepers within the publishing industry. The first man I interviewed for this podcast is Richard Jacobs. Dick is a prime example of why it's important to find ways that circumvent those whose main goal is the financial end of the publishing industry. He is the author of numerous nonfiction books, and the one he wrote that I'm calling attention to for this episode is his latest work called Democracy of Dollars, Where Natural and Constitutional Rights Go to the Highest Bidder. Throughout the book, Jacobs relates not only a compelling argument for saving democracy, he does it with amazing clarity. It's easy for anyone reading the book to see how and why democracy has unraveled. More importantly, though, he offers solutions on how to save it, and he does it without taking sides in the political divide that has opened up chasms between voters. Let's listen to Dick tell you about his history as a writer and how he came to write such an important book. Okay, well, thank you. This this is actually the fifth book that I've written. And I think all the books that I've written have been, exa- have been responses to problems that I saw that needed. Um, I had retired in about 2015 and had started to work my post-retirement time with a children's trust, which was a trust out in Oregon that represented children around the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they, they would bring lawsuits to have a healthy environment. I wanted to help them. And I actually got their lawsuits started here in Florida, um, where they sued the state of Florida for a healthy environment. <clears throat> but I realized as working with them just how difficult it is. Well, yeah, I Lawyers, as you can imagine, like to write. Early in my career, if I go back, almost say 50 years, I was in the life insurance business before I became a lawyer. I didn't go to law school until I was 33. Mm-hmm. But I always had a, had a close tie to the life insurance business. I was a CLU and a member of the Million Dollar Roundtable. So one of the early things I did as a lawyer, I gave a speech to the CLU, the Chartered Life Underwriters Organization. It was about the, that time that investments were coming in. In other words, life insurance agents didn't have to just deal with insurance, they could deal with investments. Mm -hmm. But regulation wasn't widely known within the insurance industry. So I gave a speech and it was a national speech to to, uh, CLU. And I realized that the agents in attendance at that meeting were not familiar with the regulations that they were about to have to comply with. Mm-hmm. So the first, thing, the first thing book I ended up writing in response to that problem was regulation for financial planners. And it became a textbook 
used by CLU in their in their education of agents. Uh, shortly, well, not shortly after that, sometime after that, in the early 1980s, I took a leave of absence from my law firm to mm-hmm. help try to save the troubled bank. Not a very smart thing to do. It cost me fortunes and I had nine, nine years of litigation. I, I was on the board of the bank with some other friends of mine. We actually started the bank and the bank got into trouble. Mm-hmm. And I, it was a public company and I, I, I led a board of directors charged to remove management. Mm-hmm. That left me as the management. So I tried to save the bank and I was unable to do that. But so I sat down and I thought, I said, why are nine smart people so dumb about what's really going on in business? So I wrote a book called Crash Landing, How to Survive, How to Survive a Business Crisis. As I rebuilt my practice, after all this occurred, I, I got deeply involved in what the change in the law. I've been a tax lawyer, now healthcare law was coming in, and mm-hmm. I represented a lot of physicians. Mm-hmm. And so there were some very difficult laws coming out about medical practices, how to handle medical practice. So I ended up being the editor and chief author of a book called Physician Practices, Mergers and Acquisitions of Physician Practices, which dealt with all the law problems mm-hmm. that lawyers and doctors were facing. Mm-hmm. And following that, I, I did have some good fun time. I was able to trek the seven continents Mm-hmm. And as a photographer, a lot of pictures, and I learned a lot of lessons trekking those seven continents. And in 2014, I came out with a coffee table book called Wonderlust, which was the stories I learned trekking the seven continents. And it was about 100 of my favorite photographs that I took along the way. That book ended up with a challenge. And the challenge was that each of us have a responsibility to save the environment make this a good home to live in for us and our, our posterity. And so after I retired, which is about 2015, it was in my mid-80s, I'm 90 now, I started to work with our Children's Trust, which was a charity out in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And they were engaged in representing children all around the world. Mm-hmm. And they were suing governments in order to help them get a safe and healthy environment. Mm-hmm. It's our children that are going to be mostly hurt by what we're doing to the environment. I got lawyers organized and we brought a lawsuit here in Florida, which Mm -hmm. went the way of all the other lawsuits and that the government said, sorry, uh, the government may be doing something wrong, but you don't have any remedies. Thinking about that, I decided I've got to go into some depth to try to understand how our government works and why we have such a problem Mm -hmm. having people have a voice after all. We formed the government. That I ended up writing Democracy of Dollars, and really how our fundamental rights are being sold to the highest bidder. That's the theme of the book. Let's pause here for just a moment. Dick is clearly a man who has experienced solving problems, and he's written numerous nonfiction books documenting solutions. Here's his history with the publishing industry. Okay, well, the first book was written for CLU, so I just talked to CLU and mm-hmm. they said, I think this is a great book. We need it as a textbook, and they took it and they published it. Yeah. The, the, the first real book I dealt with publishers was Crash Landing. Mm-hmm. What I did is what probably everybody else did. I, I sent copies and letters to dozens and dozens of publishers, mm-hmm. and a, a publisher, Glenbridge, said they would be interested in publishing the book. 
-hmm. Their timing was perfect because I was getting ready to go on one of my treks around the world. <laughs> so I, I worked with, with Glenbridge and they did, did a very great job of, of printing the book. It was a beautifully printed book, mm -hmm. very, very well done. And then when it came time to do to Wonderlust after I've been doing my trekking, I just right. went back. To, I went back to Glenbridge. Oh, okay. Really, and they, I couldn't have asked for them to do it nicer or, or do it better. Book for the physicians. I went to a book that published law books. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a publisher that publishes law books. What you know, we have several major publishers, and this was mm -hmm. published by a very major publisher. The mm -hmm. book was a thousand pages long. It was the kind of book that you had to keep up you know, with supplements every every year as a law change. So it was a big deal for a few years, you know, to keep mm -hmm. that up. So I went there. Um, when it came to to doing democracy of dollars, I had a problem. Problem being me, my health. I had developed melanoma cancer, stage four melanoma cancer, and about the time I was right right now, I feel quite quite good. Mm -hmm. But at the time I was writing it, the, 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 the treatment that I was getting uh, wasn't doing so good. I, yeah. I ended up having six surgeries from my brain, excuse me, from my tongue to my stomach. And I had oh, a dozen radiations from my brain to my back, you know, mm -hmm. plus a lot of about 50 infusions. So I wasn't really in good shape. And I decided I really want to get this book out fast. I wanted, yeah. in other words, I wanted to get the message out. So I I called a good friend of mine, who actually a client I'd represented in my practice, who was also a writer, and he referred me to Indies. And Indies moved in, and they, they got the book out quite mm -hmm. quickly. And that's how I ended up going with Indies. If you were to give um, someone advice about you know their writing journey, whether they're you know, like somebody just starting out and working on something fictional or whether they're someone more like yourself that, you know, decided you had a project um, that really had to get out there, that you wanted that message out there and that information out there. Do you have anything that you would advise them of? Do you um, have any words of wisdom that you can leave us with? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do in the sense that it's the same problem I see today with young lawyers. They have the same problem as potential writers. Mm -hmm. That's that we have become very dependent upon the virtual environment. Mm -hmm. Very few, few of us today get beyond the virtual environment. In fact, you can't go any place without seeing cell phones and mm -hmm. dominating the, the tables at dinner or wherever you happen to be. Yeah. Um, what I have learned and what is the importance of what I call dirty hands, wet feet learning. Mm -hmm. That means experience. Mm -hmm. Out there experience. In fact, one of the things, one of the things we are doing at Stetson, mm -hmm. Joni and I established an endowment for an externship fund mm -hmm. to give young lawyers the right to get out into the world to experience what they have to deal with. And we've been, uh, where they can go to work for charitable organizations, environmental organizations around the world. We've sponsored young, young lawyers to go to India, for example, you know, to start to learn what really goes on. I, I think is we get a very distorted version 
of the world, and this doesn't matter if we're writing fiction or, or fact, mm -hmm. if all we do is live in the virtual world. I mm -hmm. think it's extremely important to get out there. And I think some of the best books that I've read that are fiction are by authors that got out there and got their, their hands dirty and their feet wet and mm -hmm. they learned what they're gonna be talking about. And certainly, I don't, I, I, I look at some of the journalism today that I see being written mm -hmm. by you journalists and I, I, I applaud them for writing it. But, it. but as I read it, they're writing without experience. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's healthy. I don't think it's healthy for them. And the message they convey to other people who read it without experience leads to poor judgment. So yes, my, me my message is to young lawyers and young writers, get dirty hands, wet feet, learning. That's and great. I just think it's so important. Every book I've written is based upon something I learned that I never intended to learn. Mm -hmm. But I, I learned it through experience, you know, through experiences I had. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think that has to be, that has to be the key message, I would say. When I wrote Wonderlust, mm -hmm. I was fortunate to the PBS public broadcasting got interested in the, and they did an eight minute video on me where I gave that message. I don't know if it'd do any good to send you a link to it, but. Yeah, do send me a link because those are all the kind of things that I can post um, on the podcast. And well, that'd be great. The, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was so important. I, when, I, when I give talks and I've done this to young lawyers and the law firms that take, you know, succeeded me, mm -hmm. and I talk, I talk to them about it. You can't rely on just what you see on the web. You cannot mm -hmm. rely. You have it's for lawyers who who spend their life getting getting um, authority for what they want to do. They have also got to read books. Mm -hmm. Reading of books are different than looking on the web. When you go on the web, you tend to get an answer. Mm -hmm. But what you tend to do when you get an answer is miss the real question. The real question are in the other pages you didn't look at. And yeah. that's why I think getting experience and reading books and getting outside of yourself and mm -hmm. asking questions are, well, let's suppose my, my theory is wrong. Where would this lead me? Mm -hmm. you know, what's the other side of the question? You know, we hear, we hear messages today, I'm a conservative and therefore we gotta do this, or I'm a liberal and therefore we gotta do this. But as I point out in, in Democracy of Dollars, God didn't make half of us Conservatives, cons conservatives are always right, and it didn't make half of us liberals because liberals are always right. Yeah, our whole, our whole system of life is based upon diversity, biodiversity, mm -hmm. and, and it's diversity of thought that's equally as important. Mm -hmm. the, whole, the whole reason for having people with different points of view is so they'll talk to each other, exchange ideas, and figure out what's going on. So if you're going to be a, a writer, a, a journalist, or whatever kind of writer you're going to be. You're going to have to understand multiple points of view. And that's that dirty hands, wet feet learning. It takes time to do it. I'm really grateful that you were my first guest. All of Dick's books have been written in response to problems. His latest one, Democracy of Dollars, is so timely when day after day we learn about the threats to our system of government. But it's difficult to imagine that this book would have reached the light of day as quickly as it did by submitting it to more traditional publishers. 
Dick's messages on solutions to the dueling crises of saving our democracy and preserving the environment are important. So he also maintains a blog called The Brutus Papers. He and his wife Joan have made a generous gift along with a significant portion of their estate to establish two institutes at Stetson University College of Law where he graduated. Please click on the link below to find out more information. Dick's life is a lesson in perseverance and dedication to all the things that we believe in. He's used his skills, knowledge, and words to help others gain a better understanding of the world. Democracy of Dollars is an important work and one everyone could benefit from reading. That's reason one why writers need to explore multiple options for publishing their works. We need to have more control over our own voices. We have the right to be heard. For more information about this podcast or about Two Beans Cafe, our sponsors, please send us an email at the address listed below. I want to sincerely thank Dick Jacobs for the time and thoughtful input he's had on the Emerging Writers Podcast. Stay well and keep writing.